worked out okay. You're gonna Smoking Dank Sinatra, that's all gas. On the hunt in a tall grass. Intercepting every ball pass, then I run it back, that's a TD. Check the scoreboard, y'all last. We up one, you see me. Pussy niggas wanna talk about it, go to Hellcat, no demon. I be politicking on your broadcast, got the red carpet like the famous homie. Ask your bitch, really famous homie, and you know it's in me, it ain't on me. So creative like I made Adobe. I've been balling like I play with Kobe. What's the deal, what's the deal? Politicking the podcast, we back. Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We got a slew of topics to get to, man, so let's get to them. First topic we got is Paul George is out for two to three weeks with an injured knee. Luka Dantich, he is returning from injury, and now he is returning tonight against the Warriors. Uh, Alabama's Bryce Young, he is projected to be the number one overall pick. Rapper Takashi 69 is reportedly beaten severely at a LA fitness in uh, Florida. And Trump, Trump is set to be uh, arrested any day for a scandal involving a porn star. Damn. Let's get to it. So what's the deal? We got the cast, man. We got the famous homie. We got Yaja Kedit. What's the deal, fools? What up, what up, what up? So, man, just when we was talking shit about the Lakers and LeBron ass getting injured, here the Clippers go again, man. Paul George injured his knee out two to three weeks. Yeah, I think that this ruins the Clippers' chance at a championship. Is it a wrap? What are your thoughts on this latest Paul George injury, and what does that do to the Clippers' chances of winning the championship this year? Man, that injury was pretty ugly. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I saw how his leg being his knee bent back in the way that it shouldn't been, and I'm like, shit, man. Like, but then I, I I thought that it wouldn't be no tears or anything because it didn't go sideways. So no, no, no ACL, no um, MCL. I figured it'd be something like that. But to answer the question, um, the Clippers are still in. I think hovering around the sixth or, or seventh or, or fifth seed, something like that. And um, I know as far as the losses go, you know, it's only a game or two from 11th all the way up to sixth, I think. So I don't think their championship chances are ruined. Um, I think it's going to be a little tough. They're going to have to, you know, have a positive record the rest of the way just to make the, the playoffs or even the play-in. But um, if they can go ahead and weather that storm, which their team is good enough, and the Clippers have one of the deepest rosters in the league, even with the uh, with the with the trades that didn't make sense that they did for for Westbrook. But uh, anyhow, um, I think the Clippers still have a, a deep enough roster to go ahead and weather the storm and at least get into the play-in. And their team is good enough, healthy, you know, to beat anybody in a single game elimination in the play-in. So as long as the Clippers can get Paul George back, you know, for the play-in tournament, if they make it. And um, from there on, they can still win a championship. The West is wide open. There's not one dominant team in the West. No one sold on Denver, uh, you know, even with Jokic and, you know, Jamal Murray and MJP being back. Um, the Kings, definitely no one sold on them. You know, they're, they're a Cinderella story right now. Um, and there's not the, the Warriors or, or, or can't win a game on the road to say they like. So, you know, the defending champs, they might not even make it. You know, they're right there in the, in the bottom half. So, 
The West is wide open. I think Clippers' chances to win the championship are still very, very solid, for sure. Man, okay, all right. So we're talking about the Clippers and winning a championship. Okay, all right, all right. Clippers are currently in fifth place. Matter of fact, let's do it like this. We talk about championship contenders and everything of that nature. Like, when we say that, we talk about teams that we know that have a real good chance of winning the championship. So when we say championship contender, Milwaukee Bucks, we're like, yeah, they got a real good chance of winning the championship. Championship contender. Championship contender. When was the last time the Clippers were relevant? <laughs> All right. So is, okay. What All is right. your point? What do you mean? We've been relevant. As, no, no, no. See, <laughs> see, ladies and gentlemen, this is what Caleb likes to do. <laughs> he likes to tell you guys what is our chances. Every time something happens with the Clippers, it's always championship in it. Right? It's never it's never just like dang like my my man, my boy Ronnie just said they in the fifth seed and then depending on how the rest of the season goes, they can be playing for the play in tournament. Just like the Lakers. Where is Alvin at? Like he ain't well, but anyways, play in tournament. We talk about how you go from we're gonna be the best in the play in tournament, but we still champion. So if I told you, if I told you, Kalem, the New York Knicks have a chance of winning a uh, championship, what you going to tell me? Y'all, you smoking. There ain't nobody betting on the Knicks. You see, but, right? the, but the East have a big, big top. Everybody knows there's the Celtics, there's Philly, and there's, um, what's it called? Bucks. And the Bucks. So there's a mm-hmm. big three on the top of the East. And you're going to have to get past one of them. There is no top team on the West. Golden State so, was the was the champions last year, and they're in like tenth, eleventh place right now. They can't win so, on the road. The Lakers, so, the Lakers are in eleventh. Um, and but if I had a choice, wouldn't you wouldn't you take a more consistent team that actually been going over their ceiling? I think it's time. I'm just saying. I guess this is what I'm trying to get to the point of. Caleb, I think it's time for you to change the ceiling of your Clippers. <laughs> because, because you keep saying championship, 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 and they have not been consistent enough to show that they are a championship contending team. I can, I can honestly say that the New York Knicks, which I have to watch, because D Rose is on it, not getting any playing time. You're saying that. Any- you're saying that. But the last time that we had a healthy Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, we made the Western Conference Finals. How long ago was that, Caleb? Three years ago. <laughs> that was two years ago. Yeah, that was two years two ago. Two years. Okay, yeah. two years, three years. Y'all just and Kawhi but, got hurt. Otherwise, why y'all got y'all y'all? But what did we have on this? On didn't we have on here a couple weeks ago when y'all got Westbrook and y'all were like, 
Y'all were like, oh, man, we good. You said it again. You said it again. Caleb, you keep saying the same thing. Y'all get Westbrook and you say, we're going to the championship. Now that that Paul George is out and you still got Westbrook, now y'all ain't going to the championship anymore? If he's out two to three weeks, then we're still going to the championship. And that was the whole point of me bringing up this topic, is that it don't matter that we lost Paul George for two to three weeks because we're still the deepest team in the league. And with the West being wide open, Memphis was supposed to be that team to be the breakout team that people were supposed to be scared of. And with all this bullshit with John Morant and all this shit that's going on over there, nobody's scared of Memphis. And with Denver at the top and the Kings at the top, no, even a seventh and eighth seed could get them out in the first round. So we don't even know, even with the top seeds, we don't even trust them to make it out the first round. So hey, with that being said, a, with I that being said, even if we make it the seventh, eighth seed, if we can, we can beat the Kings in a in a, a seven game series. We can beat Denver in a seven game series. So even if we make it in at the seventh or eighth seed. I still like my chances against the top teams in the West in the first round. And if we can get one of them out in the first round, who's going to stop us from going to the championship? Y'all, well, I think like y'all Denver did. Is y'all problem, <laughs> Denver is a mental, pro- mental problem for the Clippers. That's the team that the Clippers blew the 3-1 lead to in the bubble. And But now Denver we have Plumlee. The Clippers ever since then. And Westbrook. Like, we Westbrook, got Plumlee. We got Westbrook. Westbrook is not that. a we got Westbrook is a negative, sir. Yeah, no, no, you know why Westbrook works with the Clippers? Because of his rebounding. They want to go small ball, and when we go small ball, we can't get any boards. But with Westbrook on the on the court when we go small ball, we can push the pace and we can get rebounds. He's gonna get us 10, 12 rebounds from the point guard position. This is what he does. Caleb, can I ask you a a personal question, Caleb? What's that? If you were stuck on an island and you had one thing you can save, would you save the Clippers or would you save your wife? (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I'm just saying, bro. You weak as hell, bro. The I'm Clippers, just saying. The Clippers got saying, a chance, bro. And that's just 100. We, you can't count us wife, out. Now I know the your Lakers, wife is watching. The Lakers. I know your wait, wait, wait. You let know me the But the difference between the Clippers and the Lakers in this scenario is that the Clippers already have a playoff position. The Lakers are trying to move up in the standings to even solidify a play-in spot. Mm-hmm. They're not in the weak. same position as us, so no. to, to compare the two don't make no sense. So just what like I'm I was saying, is, man, the clip we we got to move on from this topic. We've been on the wait, too wait, long. wait. I just so wanna, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna want... let you get your last thoughts out. But the okay. Clippers are still contenders for the championship this year, even though Paul George just went down. Paul George just went down, but guess what? We still got the claw. That's true. And with that being said, Mrs. Dank. Mrs. Dank, I just want to let you know, your husband's loyalty is more than he has for the Clippers. That's how much he loves you. And you know he ain't going nowhere because he ain't getting off this boat of talking about the Clippers winning the championship. So you know he loyal. He ain't going nowhere, girl. 
This man still on the Clippers oh, winning the championship. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> All right, man. So we got to get to another team in the West that the Clippers definitely ain't scared of. And that's the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic has returned. Of course, they traded for Kyrie Irving. And the Mavs were in the Western Conference Finals last year. So does Luka make the, the return make the Mavs a true contender? Since we're talking about contenders, because they're talking about Luka and Kyrie are like the best two-man guard show to ever hit the court together. they already saying that they only play like five games together. Shit is ridiculous. <laughs> what is your thoughts? Well, to, to answer that, the best, I, I wouldn't say they're the best. Maybe they're the most skilled. Being the best and the most skilled are two different things. Um, you know, Kyrie, you know, he's, he's as skilled as any point guard or small guard to ever touch a basketball. You know, we don't got to talk about his handles. We know he, ha he has the best handles ever by far. Um, his jumper is right there, up there with Dame and Steph as far as his jump shot. Um, his footwork is, is Kobe-esque. Um, Kyrie is one of the most talented players to ever play the game, for sure. And we already know about Luka Doncic's skill and talent. He's very skilled with the basketball, you know, scoring the basketball, passing basketball. They probably are the most skilled backcourt ever the best backcourt ever we already know who that belongs to the splash brothers those guys won four championships together to say what you want about them getting katie those guys are still the best backcourt this league has ever seen tandem backcourt this league ever seen so let's let's kill that noise of Kyrie and, and luca being the best might be the most skilled but not the best now to answer the question the dallas mavericks are they a contender absolutely they are a contender any team with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic on it in a playoff series, I'm telling you, the regular season, they're trying to figure it out. Of course, they got a jail. They got a mesh. But if you're another team lining up against Dallas in a seven-game series, do you want to see Luka and Kyrie for seven straight games? Those guys can cook. Those guys are certified killers, both of them. We saw with Luka. I'm not the biggest Luka fan. But we saw what the man was able to do without another – you know, top player on his team. You know, the man reached the Western Conference Finals last year. He upset um, upset a couple teams, and, and, and he, and he kind of went on a roll. So adding Kyrie, like like Caleb said earlier, the West is wide open. No one's scared of Denver. No one's scared of the Kings. The Warriors can't have been one on a roll since January, and we're almost in April. Um, you know, nobody's, nobody's scared of, uh, you know, the, we don't know what's going to happen with, with Durant and Phoenix. That's about, that probably the scariest team healthy. But KD is just as injury prone as, you know, AD in, in, in the claw. So we don't know what Phoenix is going to look like. So, yes, absolutely, Dallas is a threat. Dallas can go to the finals. Um, we don't know. I'm not saying they will, but they're definitely, definitely a threat. And I, I'll put my money anywhere with Kyrie and Luka on the same team for sure. So are we saying that the East is finally better than the West? Absolutely. It's at the top, yeah. for sure. At the top, yeah. For sure. For sure, <sighs> I agree. I think I think Luca and and Kyrie are very skilled. Um, uh, outside of Luca and Kyrie, you see the guy in the back. Shout out to him. He is from you know he represents Palmdale, but ain't nobody scared of Christian Woods. You know, <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just saying. I know the Warriors haven't won. 
but they at the end of the day your regular season record doesn't matter you can be horrible on the road all regular season and then it's a different ball game when and they got the experience maybe they know like hey we got 40 things like us going hard in a regular season really doesn't mean anything we just need to get to the playoffs and do what we do because who cooking is steph curry steph curry's still cooking clay is getting back to his old form now his defensive step has has left you know what i'm saying so but if we still going backcourt to backcourt they've got the experience clay is still cooking he may have lost a step in defense but who's still a better defender luca or clay thompson my great, point, great is that. point great point so the backcourt battle clay and steph i'm giving it to them because they can cook just the way as much as luca and them can and they got playoff experience and championships so the warriors yeah they ain't doing good right now but if the clippers still got a chance to win the championship the warriors still got a chance to defend a championship we can't sleep on them not kings yeah you know the Kings slept in we'll see what happens with the Kings. denver remember well denver's achilles heel is joker don't play no kind of defense whatsoever so all you got to do is actually go in the middle and you good but denver were killing when they had jamal murray before he got injured we forget about that when he denver was cooking not because of luca I mean, not Luca because the Joker. They were cooking because of Murray. Shout out to Murray wearing those D Rose ones. Oh, <laughs> uh, but ain't nobody scared of Denver. Who else they got? Give me three more. Give me, give me two more players. Tim Aaron Hardaway Gordon. Jr. Aaron, that's Dallas. Uh, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron t- we're talking Gordon. about Luca. Yeah, we're talking about Luca. Okay. Oh, Luca. You got. Yeah, got, I'm Dallas. Got, Who else Hardway I got? Jr. You got Hardway Jr., Jordan, Jordan Poole. Chris. I, the I Warriors are missing. I, hey, yeah, yeah, you missing the, something though. The Warriors the, ain't doing nothing without Andrew you, Wiggins, bro. They you guys, Andrew you Wiggins. y'all both missing a whole team though. Nobody, everybody's forgetting that Kevin Durant is over in Phoenix. I just touched on Phoenix. Yeah, and in Phoenix, even. Until we see Phoenix and a healthy Kevin Durant back, I think that that's the only team that people can be scared of in the West. That's fact. If, the, yeah, if Kevin can. Durant comes back and he's the KD that he was before he went out. It's over for everybody. Then, then there's nobody in the West that can see Phoenix. So no. that's just the only team and the only scenario in the West that really scares anybody. Exactly. Well, let's get to, well let's get to this next topic man so so let's get to Alabama man Alabama is putting out just NFL prospects after NFL prospects even though Nick Saban is crying about the NIL and he's been taking shots at like Deion Sanders and, and going at everybody because Alabama can't uh, dominate the recruiting class anymore. But still, Bryce Young, he's an undersized black quarterback 
he's mobile, but he's not like Lavar Lamar Jackson mobile. And he's one of the most accurate throwers, even though he's undersized. He's projected to go number one to Carolina. They traded for the number one overall draft pick from the Chicago Bears. But the reason why I wanted to bring this up was because we talked about how they're trying to cap the quarterbacks and how they're trying to make sure that they don't get their bag. It's looking like the top quarterbacks in the league are all going to be young black men. And this is why they're intentionally making sure that these quarterbacks don't break these records and get these record contracts because these are not your prototypical quarterbacks that they want to pay these big contracts. But Bryce Young's projected to be number one. Eventually, they're going to have to pay one of us. So what's your thoughts on another black quarterback projected to go number one overall in the NFL draft? First, let's clap it up for the black quarterbacks continuing to kill these stereotypes and change the narratives and, you know, break down these barriers. You know what I'm saying? You know, the, the position has been dominated by, you know, white men for as long as you can remember. And whenever we have had, you know, black quarterbacks, you know, just to name a few, you know, Randall Cunningham of the past, you know, you had uh, for a minute, you had Dante Culpepper doing his thing, you know, Cordell Stewart, you know what I'm saying? We had uh, Donovan McNabb, which really never had any help. You know, he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks to me because he never really had anybody outside of T.O. that one season and they damn near want to chip with T.O. getting hurt. But, um, you know, to see us go ahead and uh, step into greatness at the quarterback position, and have representation for us at that position, it feels really good to see. Now, him going number one and, you know, uh, Nick Saban hating on the NIL and all the other things that's going on, we could expect, we we had to expect that that's happened. You know what I'm saying? They're not, you know, that's the only position in football outside of the kicker that, you know, a white man is, is dominant on really in sports periods, a popular sports period, you know, basketball and football, you know, is predominantly black at the skill position. So, the quarterback was their last skill position. And so it's going to be hard for them to adjust. You know, you already see Jackson dominating the regular season. You see, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes dominating, winning championships. You see um, the kid in San Francisco flourishing. You know, you know, um, um, what's uh, Deshaun Watson doing his thing. You know, all these quarterbacks, black quarterbacks are coming along. And the Carolina Panthers, if they're drafting this kid, I know he's undersized, but I believe in the in the the Carolina Panthers drafting because they they he, although he didn't have a long successful career I thought Cam Newton was the right pick Cam Newton for those first five or six years was the one you know what I'm saying he went to the Super Bowl didn't perform very well in the Super Bowl overall but you know he was the right choice so I think the Carolina Panthers know what they're doing when they're drafting quarterbacks and they see something in this undersized quarterback now with that being said you're saying. He's the one of the most skilled passers as far as accuracy. You know, that's something big. You know, he's mobile, so he don't have to be too big to see the field. When you're mobile, you know, if you're if you're not that tall, that I think that kind of makes up for your vision because you're able to maneuver and move around the field, you know, to catch open guys. So I think it's a great pick. I think he's gonna do well, and I'm excited to see what he does in the NFL. 
And let's not forget, you know, even though he didn't do good this year that passed, you know, undersized black quarterback that won a championship was Russell Wilson. Russell, right. I forgot about Russell. You know? My bad, Russ. My bad. <laughs> you know, he 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 undersized, but just like right. um Ronnie said, he was able to scramble outside that pocket and and win the championship. Could have won two if he would have gave it a beast mode, but that's a different story. Um, but yes, it's time for us to get that bag. And then when every time we get in that bag, it, it switches up. And now people getting mad that dang man, black people taking over everything. Like, don't y'all know we already dominate sports anyway? So just let us get the quarterback and just. Leave it alone. Y'all already had maybe y'all restrictions for quarterbacks because I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm only like five, seven, five, eight. Give me the like six, three, six, four or something like that. Most of them, you see them in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So like maybe they put those requirements as you got to be a quarterback this tall because that gave their white players more chances of being quarterbacks because if people think like I do, I'm six something, I'm going to the NBA. That's guaranteed money. So now we breaking the rules as in you seeing us and you don't got to be tall anymore. As long as you got the skills and you can run a little bit. We see what Michael Vick did. You know, he didn't win a championship, but you seen what his legs did, you know. Did it, yep. And we and we had Warren Moon. We had we had Warren different Moon. brothers. We got different brothers now. We got to continue to continue to do our thing. And if they already hating on you now, before you even get into the league, just make sure you cross your T's and you dot your eyes so they don't try to take you out of the league. That's my whole take. So y'all y'all remember when they used to make like black quarterbacks when they come to the league switch positions and play like DB or play receiver and do y'all remember y'all remember Pat White from Heisman winner West Virginia and he went and played receiver for the Dolphins mm. that shit was ridiculous like that shit like. I know those black quarterbacks is looking at this landscape now like, damn, if I would have just played in this era, I would have really right. had a shot because right. they would have took a Lamar. Ten years ago, Lamar Jackson would have definitely got switched to receiver or DB right. or he would have been a return specialist or, or right. they would have tried to turn him into a, a Devin Hester instead of right. letting him play quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, So now that you're allowing these black quarterbacks – to play quarterback, shout out to Kaepernick because Kaepernick was the one that Another. showed that you can run a, a read option offense in the NFL and it can work because right. they was doing the wildcat shit down there in Miami with the running backs running the read option. And they was like, oh, but that won't work with a quarterback until Kaepernick came through and started eating them up. Damn near won a Super Bowl with the read option. So after that, that's when they realized that, hey, man, we don't have to switch these black quarterbacks. We can put them in a read option 
college-type offense in the NFL, and it can work. And now that's why you got all these 30-, 40-year-old coaches coming straight out of college that were offensive coordinator savants because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses because they know eventually they're going to have to go get them one of these nigga quarterbacks and they're going to need one of these option read type of offenses to be installed for them to be competitive in this league. Just like 10 years ago in the NBA, you had people trying to draft Shaquille O'Neal's. Now the centers out here is Jokic and Embiid. Embiid out there dribbling from the three-point, pulling up from three. Jokic out there being the main facilitator, he like a point center. Right. You're going to have to get with the times no matter what. And, and the NFL is just going to have to adjust. And they're going to have to pay niggas, whether it's that nigga or the next nigga or the next nigga. You're going to have to pay, pay one of us niggas. So just pay the niggas. We gotta pay niggas. And let's not and let's not forget that in my vote for MVP, because ain't nobody seen him even making it this far, was Geno Smith. I mean I forgot about he, Geno. I mean, we got black quarterbacks about, everywhere. Right. Everywhere. He can't he's been sitting on the bench almost his whole career. And then he finally yeah. got an opportunity and he at least ain't nobody thought they were going to get to the playoffs. Speaking of that, Cam Newton just threw at Auburn's pro day, and he made a comment, and he's like, I don't know how these bums keep getting jobs, but I can't get a job. But they're talking about, oh, he's too strong of a personality to have in your locker room, and if he's not your number one quarterback, then you don't want that distraction or that personality on your team. But that's coming from the coaching. But then when you turn around and you ask his teammates, they all rant and rave about how great of a leader he is and how helpful he is to the youngins and how much he gives back and pours into his teammates. So the narrative that the media and the coaches is putting out of this black quarterback in his per se attitude is the same narrative that they put out about every nigga when they want to get him out the league. Exactly. It, it's 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 we it's written in our face. I've always said this. There's a lot of historically a lot of white quarterbacks that have stuck around for a long time, and they are true. Vinny Testaverde played like 20 years, and he sucks. <laughs> that man averaged like two or three interceptions per game. You know, Matthew Stafford is severely overrated, and he got a big job with the Rams and won a Super Bowl because of the team around him. You know, there's. Yes, there's guys that that that's that's been having jobs for a long time and they are complete trash. Like Tim Tebow stuck around way longer than he should have. Tim Tebow was one of the worst quarterbacks I ever seen, and he stuck around for a minute. I don't see how he even made it through a season. And you see these black quarterbacks, they are quickly out of the league when they could get them out of the league. You know what I'm saying? I'm wondering how much how long Dak Prescott's going to be. Dak Prescott may have not be Super Bowl. He may not be the best, but Dak Prescott going to get you 10, 11, 12 wins in a regular season, and he might win you a playoff game. That's better than sorry-ass Matt Stafford before he went to the stack Rams or some of these other white quarterbacks who should have been out the fucking league. Like, it's right in our face what they're doing. Michael Vick, got they, they, they got him out the league for a fucking scandal. But And I'm not hating on Brady. How many scandal, uh, cheating scandals has Brady been in, and he's get suspended two or three games? Like – you know what I'm saying? So 
They trying to get a stop. They trying to get a stop. But but that's because we don't understand the game of leverage. And in business, they always are trying to take leverage. And this is why Lamar Jackson is losing this battle trying to get this check from Baltimore is because he's representing himself. So he doesn't know how to gain leverage. And this is why he's going to lose this this battle until he goes out there and proves himself and stays healthy for a whole season. Or he hires somebody, an agent and a PR to, to sell him in a different matter than what in a in a different approach than what he's doing because you can't go in the negotiation room and then once they critique you you leave out of there frustrated and mad that's why you can't represent yourself because you can't separate your feelings from the business and this is why I think it's a bad decision on him and this is why he might not get the back but Bryce Young he going to hire him an agent he going to probably do it right and he might be the one that's going to get the bag. But one of them is going to get the bag from the NFL. Pay the niggas. But let's get to this this uh, this rapper news, man. So we all knew this was going to happen, man. Eventually, you know, when Takashi got out and he was running around with a thousand security guards, everybody was like, man, this is not sustainable. Eventually, you can't pay for them security guards. What's going to happen five years from now? 10 years from now, what about the rest of your life? And I think this is just a little taste of what reality is, is that you going to be somewhere and somebody going to see you and you going to just pay for the rest of your life unless you basically just duck off and, or keep security around you forever. But he was in the L.A. Fitness. He finished his workout and went into the sauna. He was inside the sauna. A, a, a person in there working out called a, 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 his friend, let him in the front door. They went into the sauna and they beat the shit out of Takashi 69. So, have y'all looked at this? Have y'all seen the videos? And what are y'all thoughts on this whole scenario? Oh, man. Okay, so I got two, two separate thoughts about it. First, I want to say, I'm not completely sold that this is a real story. It's kind of giving Jesse Smollett vibes. Um, Takashi is a prankster. This guy is a joke. This guy, you know, is not really relevant, been relevant over the last couple of years. You know, when he when he stopped doing all them lives and going on social media, you know, he ain't had no relevancy. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if this came out has to be in a, a whole prank or, or or something like a Jesse Smollett situation where this motherfucker was trying to lie and set up some shit so he can go viral and be talked about again. Um, market employee, it could be that. Now, let's speak as if it's real. If this is real, I mean, seeing this, I mean, I mean, I, mean, the reason, I, I see two big dudes and, you know, he wasn't that messed up to get jumped by two dudes. Like you would think that he will, his face would look worse and his injuries would be better if they really beat the shit out of him like that for him to walk out of there like that. And they supposedly beat the shit out of him. Um, but let's just say, let's just say it's real. Um, he had to expect that coming. Like Caleb said, you know, you can't carry 30,000 security around you all the time. That's not sustainable, especially if you're not, your bag ain't continuing continuously coming in. Um, 
and Takashi, not just because he snitched. That's one thing. The streets hang on the streets and the people of the streets and the people that think they're part of the streets they ain't never going to get over that. I think it was more of his attitude when he got out. He was acting supremely cocky. He was going on live talking shit. He uh, did some disrespectful shit in L.A. when he was around Nipsey. I forgot he did some goofy shit that was just 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 completely pompous. He was acting like an asshole. And I think that's what made people want to more want to whoop his ass some more because he was acting so damn arrogant. So, you know, I mean, if it's true, I'm not saying I'm, I'm voting for for violence and I'm condoning it. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying when I see that, it makes me happy because it does nothing for me. But um, the man, when you when you act like that, man, you got what you got. You, 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 you got what you got coming. And he had he, he had it coming. And if it's real, he, you know, you know, they got him. And um, this probably won't be the last people. So he got to watch his back, man. But, you know, the, the whole snitching thing combined with being so arrogant about it when you got out, you know, you had to know somebody was going to run up on this dude one, one way or another or one day or another. It's been three years and they finally caught up to his ass. So I hope he gets some help. I hope he makes some changes, become a you know, different human being going forward. And I, and I hope, you know, that man be more cautious because motherfuckers going to be trying to do this all the time. Oh, man. I really don't. I really don't know what to think. I don't really. I like this dude does nothing for my life whatsoever. I don't pay attention to him. I don't even know what a song he got out. I don't know nothing about this dude. I mean, I know a little bit, like how Ronnie was saying about him snitching and stuff like that. But all I know is. What I hear is there's like a clout chaser. So like Ronnie was saying, like, how do you know it's not set up? How you know? Like, I don't, I didn't see the video, you know, because I don't want to give this man no views or anything of that nature. He got his ass beat, but I heard he talk a lot. That's what happens when you talk, people. Just keep that in mind. You talk, somebody's going to check you on it. Like, we got big bad wolves on the internet, and y'all be trolling. Then when somebody runs up on you, it's a totally different subject. And everybody's hard. I'm I'm gangster, too. I'm gangster, too. If I got, like, six security guards, and ain't nobody can touch me. Like, I'm, I'm gangster, too. I'll knock your, your orange soda out your hand and say, do something. You know, but... <laughs> I, you can't sustain it. That's not the life. I think, I don't know, man. I really have nothing to say about this guy. Uh, all I can say is uh, put his face back up again, Murdoch. Put his face back up. Put his face back up. Okay. So look at, look at this dude. The question is, who do y'all think is actually more gangster? This guy or the next guy we're going to talk about? Put the put the put the other guy's face up. He looked more okay. You see that picture, right? He looked dumb as hell. And then put up <laughs> put up Trump. Put up Trump. Look at that. Look at that. Now that looks like more like I'm more scared of that man than the other man. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. It's just, 
this shit is just it's it's all stupid, man. Because like, what is what is a gangster now? Like, what what is the point of all of this shit? It's so pointless. It's like, what is the the point in being gangster at this point? And the, the difference between like growing up is like we had an alias. Like, you might have had a nickname that didn't make that wasn't a like. Nothing to do with your personality. That was just something people called you. Now these they take these aliases and now they're like alter egos. They're personalities. <laughs> so now you are your Instagram name. Like why right. I just couldn't come up with a slick Instagram name I wanted <laughs> to call myself. Why do I have to be a complete whole like brand in, in person on the internet? This shit is ridiculous. Like I don't understand it. I mean, it, it is what it is. The, this is the future, and the kids is going to be who they are, man. But as far as the streets, they're just showing me that the streets is in shambles. Because not only is Takashi looking like a damn fool, but the motherfuckers that involved in that, you a damn fool. If you was really trying to put in some work, you would have waited till he left. You would have robbed him for all his shit. You would have shot him. You would have killed him. You would have did instead of just jumping him and, and, and filming it on a cell phone in a sauna. You would have some real gangster shit. It wouldn't even have been no video of that shit. Ain't no video in the sauna. Right. So if nobody pull out their cell phone, we wouldn't even have no footage of this shit. So that shit is ridiculous, Where, man. Was it only those three in there? No, it was some other dude in there that was oh. on the cell phone. It was like a bystander. And that's where the videos and the pictures come from. Because after he got beat up, the two dudes ran out. And then the dude is videoing, going live, showing Takashi. Like, yo, it's fucking Takashi. He just got beat the fuck up. And Takashi getting up, trying to walk out, talking shit to the dude, taping him after he just got beat up. <laughs> And I, I can't call like, you the, the dude behind the camera like, yo, I'm a fan. Chill, bro. I'm a fan. And he like, yo, Takashi just got beat the fuck up. Yo, crazy. I got, I call Cap. Jesse Smollett, number two. <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> Jesse Smouye. <laughs> I don't know, man. But let's get to this, this next topic because... Politics, man. If you pay attention to this politics shit, it's crazy. So Trump awaits. He's saying that he was going to be arrested this Tuesday. He put it out last weekend. Oh, man, I heard, I got a whistleblower that told me that I will be arrested on Tuesday. Well, today is Wednesday. So he didn't get arrested on Tuesday, but him and his advisors are awaiting him to be arrested at any moment. So I guess during his last administration, you remember porn star Stormy Daniels had a position with his uh, administration. Well, when he fired her, I guess he was having an alleged affair with her. And when he fired her, she was going to put out that she was having this affair with Trump. So Trump paid her hush money. To not say shit about the affair they was having. But what's tricky about this whole shit is that Trump had his lawyers 
pay her the hush money out of his pocket, and then Trump reimbursed him the money. So it looks like the lawyer paid the hush money to Stormy Daniels and not Trump. And now the lawyer has been brought up in question, and the lawyer is selling Trump down river. Like, hell nah, I did that shit for Trump. Trump did this, Trump did that. Trump did all the shit. And this was Trump's ex-lawyer, and this was Trump's ex-counsel in his previous cabinet. So what are y'all thoughts on this Trump news? Do you think that he paid his hush money? And do you think that he going to jail for it? All right, so I'm going to go first because maybe then Ronnie can give me some education on this a little bit. Maybe y'all. So let me. So what's the problem? Why is he getting arrested? He getting arrested because he gave her hush money for not talking about his affair. Yes. Like, why do you go to jail for that? Why do you go to jail for, hey, we had sex. Don't tell nobody. Here's some money. And now he going to jail for that? I just don't get. I don't. Because, I thought it was like it was a, like a charge. Charge. You you remember uh, Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton lost his presidency because he was having an affair with Monica Lewinsky. Okay. So now Trump was having an affair with a former porn star during his presidency, and he paid the 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 um porn star off which is illegal to pay somebody hush money yes so if i go have sex with somebody and then i pay them i i go to jail for that if no. they could bring you up on the right charges so let's see what the charges is but oh, okay okay the, but now, but when you, it, the only reason why i think that is going to come with something that sticks is because that Trump's ex-lawyer is the one that is there. And you know, if that's your lawyer, that was your lawyer. He know all type of shit. So if anybody could sell you down river, it's your lawyer. And this is why Trump is preparing himself to go to jail. This is why he's trying to say, hey, hey, look what they're doing to me. They're about to take me to jail. He crying to the people because he know he in some deep shit because his lawyer is the one that's mm. selling him out. Okay. All right. That makes more sense because I'm like, wait, you pretty much you paid her off because you had an affair with her and you go to jail for that. I mean, I'm not condoning him cheating <laughs> on his woman. I'm just making sure that, like, I, you know, this dude is out here every day cheating on a woman. And, you know, they hush money is giving that side chicks and flowers or something. It was National Flower Day yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and they giving a side chick flowers. You know, you going to jail. That's that hush money. Yeah. Okay. I'm just if making you're the sure. president of America. You can't run the you gotta keep so, digging your pants, so, bro. Oh, okay. That's what it is. All right. So you the president, you can't be slaying your dick to everybody. It's God. another the the Democrats and the DOJ has been playing the same game since Trump has left. They need him to be brought up on some type of charges that are pending. Because if he has pending charges, then that he makes him ineligible to run, and he can't run for 2024, and he can't be president. They don't even need him to actually be found guilty. They just need him to be awaiting trial for him to not be able to run. So what if your, what if your ex-wife did a... A porno 
Could you could you still run for president? <laughs> yes. If, okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, if Trump cannot run for presidency, we still got Kanye. We still got Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, oh, man. Hey, why'd it have to be a porn star, though, man? I it's mean, porn why star not? G- it's, it's, it's porn star Jimmy, and now it's porn star Trump. I mean, Trump is 80, bro. Like, man, he, you know what I'm saying? At that point, you you know you only got so much years, so many years left, so you try to live out fantasies and shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the biggest Trump fan, but it's like, like y'all was saying, I'm like, wait, where is the crime at? Like, <laughs> we, 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 we want to punish him over this? Not, we, we, we don't want to throw him in jail for saying big, build walls and leave the Mexicans out. We don't want to throw him in jail for that racist ass shit. We don't want to throw him in jail for calling the, 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 the people that kneel, the black people that kneel down for like Kaepernick, what do he call them? He called them animals or some shit. We don't want to throw him in jail for all that type of shit, but we want to throw him in jail for getting some? Are you serious? Is that what we're going to in 2023? And like like y'all said, I'm not condoning, you know, being unfaithful to your wife, but come on, you got regular dudes out here with $2 in their pocket that can't be faithful. Being the most powerful man in the country, you really, 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 really think that this man... Is about to be faithful like that. Are you serious? More power to you if you are. We didn't hear no stories about my man Barack, so I like that. But come on, bro. You the man in the country. Are you, come on. We really going to put restrictions on what a man do with his penis? I don't care what he do with his dick. I don't give a fuck. Like, why should I care about what he does with his shit? That shit don't affect me at all. So I think that just goes to show how goofy this country is and how how, how we are so focused on the wrong shit. Y'all mad because this man is getting some, but not mad that he's a racist. Come on, man. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? What, Come what, on, bro. What did like, Dave Chappelle say uh, when he did that real world one? He was like, I had sex with Katie too, dog. She had big ass titties. <laughs> Stormy Daniels had some big ass tatties. Exactly. Hey. Come on, that, bro. That, that boy Trump was going crazy. <laughs> he going crazy. <laughs> and it's like, that ain't even a biggest problem. Like, seriously, this is an issue? And y'all didn't immediately go handcuff him when he said build walls to keep the Mexicans out? Like, bro, that was the most racist shit ever, bro. Like, what is you on? Like, you say this shit. They didn't the even get him. They didn't even get him when they stormed the Capitol. Exactly. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. He had niggas. Oh, get the it? Capitol and y'all, y'all, y'all get it? Y'all come let on. him storm the Capitol, but he can't mess with Stormy. <laughs> <laughs> come man. on, bro. Yeah. So they, I don't know, man. It just never ends. Like, they trying to get this nigga. They was trying to get him on the documents, but then fucking Biden got caught the documents. So they like, oh, shit. Then they was trying to get him on the voter fraud. So then Trump turned around and said, nah, that shit worked. Ain't no voter fraud. They're like, fuck, we can't get him on that. They tried to impeach him twice. That shit didn't work. Now they're trying to get him 
for fucking a little porn star. <laughs> this shit is ridiculous. Oh, oh. Like, Biden's numbers have to be like shit. <laughs> I think that Biden's numbers is shit and it's too late for them to run anybody else. And I'm like, fuck, we just gonna have to throw everything at the wall and hopefully we tarnish this nigga name enough to get a couple of his supporters to go blue and then we can get one of them red states blue. That's all we need is one. I think he got more votes. I think he got more votes. Isn't it like the number one business in the world? Porn? Porn? So, you know, get ready for that sex tape. He just got more votes from Pornhub. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about about promotion. That boy Trump, man. But when she was part of his cabinet, we already knew he was fucking her. Like, you don't just add a... You a president of America... And you add a porn star to your your staff. <laughs> what is she gonna bring? The why is a porn bro. star on your staff, nigga? We knew you was fucking her, bro. <laughs> she has one job, bro. She has one job. Come on, like you Take hire care her. Of the White House. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, I'm guaranteed. You know he ain't the only one that got Monica Lewinsky in the White House. You know what I'm Come saying? On, he was getting that stormy in there. <laughs> Come on. Well, who would, well, bro? But let's get some shout outs before we get up out of here, man. Man. Go ahead, y'all. You good. Shout out to you, brothers. It's always a pleasure coming on here, chopping it up with you guys. If you guys aren't checking out my bros and what they're doing, make sure you do so. They are moving mountains, doing big things. You see my boy, Caitlin. You see my boy, Ronnie. They doing big things, so make sure you guys follow them. Give them some love. I appreciate you, brothers. And that's who I want to give a shout-out to. Y'all, brothers, you know, keep your dicks in your pants because they out here trifling. <laughs> These gold diggers <laughs> is going to get you on some charges and take you to jail for having a side chick. So don't – all the men out there don't have side chicks. It's going it's to – you're going to be in the cookie – to protecting your booty. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Shout out to, you know what I'm saying, the, um, the, the fans on audio and video for continuing to listen and support the politic and the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Been going, going on strong since episode zero, I believe, in uh, five or six years ago when Kaylin was at his table. You, you know what I mean? With a thousand niggas on there. And now we see, you know, the progress of the, of, of, of the project. So, you know, shout out to everybody who's continued to watch and listen to Politic and the Podcast. Shout out to everybody that's affiliated with Politic and the Podcast. It's too many of y'all to name. But shout out to y'all if y'all see this and y'all listening. And last but not least, shout out to the brothers that come on here every weekend, every week. To you know, make this happen. The ones in absence, you know, Alvin and uh, you know, Amrock, you know, what I'm saying ones of the past, you know, Rob Cortez, you know, a lot of people that uh, that been on with us in the past. Shout out to y'all, you know, shout out to the politic and brand, you know, to the man, Pop Mr. Politic and himself, Dank Sinatra, you know, what I'm saying who come on here and get on this thing every week, no matter what's going on. So, you know, what I'm saying shout out to y'all, 
you know, motivational. Y'all send me a message on Instagram early in the morning and start completely start my day. You know what I mean? With his motivation. So shout out to you, y'all, for the growth and everything that I've seen over the last couple of years, man. So y'all keep going strong. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I appreciate y'all brothers joining me every week, man. We talking about these topics, man, but we educating. And that's the main point of every topic that I, I bring up is that we ain't just talking about it to talk about. We talking about it to educate, you know what I'm saying? Every day, you know what I'm saying? There's another day for you, for you to learn something, for you to teach somebody something, you know what I'm saying? So when they talk about paying tithes in the Bible, they're talking about finding your gift and, and sharing that gift with the world. That's how you pay tithes in this universe. It's not about paying money to a pastor. So every day that I wake up, I make sure that I, I tie into this universe. And like I say all the time, man, respect to y'all brothers because y'all y'all are my inspiration. When I watch y'all. Y'all the ones that keep me motivated. I ain't watching the, the, the stars. I ain't watching the famous niggas. They don't do shit for me. My niggas that's going through the trenches with me, they the ones that motivate me. So respect to y'all. Shout out to y'all brothers, man. And another, I want to shout out my wife, man. The other day we was having a, a, a conversation and in this conversation, you know, one thing led to another and she told me, you know what? Like, I don't even recognize who you are right now. Like you're, you're a shell of yourself. Damn. And I was going through a little depression and I was, you know, down. I, we, we moved out the studio, you know, this didn't go that, that didn't go right. This, everything started to like fall apart. But sometimes you need that that partner, that accountability. And that shit woke me the fuck up and was like, nigga, this is the, the woman that chose to follow me to the trenches. And I'm letting her down right now. So that shit woke me the fuck up. So shout out to my wife. And like I tell y'all niggas all the time, they put you in the cage with a lion just because you don't try to eat the lion. I mean, the lion ain't going to try to eat you, man. Politic in the podcast. We out. Yes, sir. Smoking Dank Sinatra, that's all gas. On a hunt in a tall grass. Intercepting every ball pass, then I run it back, that's a TD. Check the scoreboard, y'all last. We up one, you see me. Pussy niggas wanna talk about it, go to Hellcat, no demon. I be politicking on your broadcast at the red carpet like the famous homie. Ask your bitch, really famous homie, and you know it's in.